Are you looking for inspiration on a daily basis? Well, check out Give to Heal Teas. With our inspirational teas, you're sure to find something that will inspire you. Just go to dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. That's Deal to Heal Teas. Get some inspiration in your situation. Wear inspirational tea and be inspired all day. That's Deal to Heal Teas at dealtoheeltees.myshopify.com. Hey guys, this is Ernest James, host of the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. And I got a question to ask you. Could you buy me a cheeseburger? Better yet, could you buy me a value meal? Yes? Well, guess what? I don't need a value meal. However, for the cost of a value meal, you can support this podcast to keep us on the air. Just go to Patreon slash Deal to Heal podcast and choose any one of the three tiers that's available. And if you just want to make a one-time donation, go to Cash App. And make a donation to dollar sign E James, the number 418. Make a one time donation to the Cash App, or again, go to Patreon to support this podcast and keep us on the air. Thanks in advance. Be blessed. Welcome to Deal to Heal with E. James Podcast. On this podcast, my guest and I will discuss topics and ways to help us to heal in every area of our lives. I believe that everyone can live a life that is happy, healthy, and whole. So I'm on a mission to help people to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem, heal from the pain, and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. I am your host, Ernest James, and I believe that everyone can and should live a life that is whole, healed, and healthy. And therefore, I'm on a mission to help people to deal, to heal, and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. Thank you guys once again for tuning in uh, to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. If you haven't already, make sure that you listen, like, subscribe, and share the podcast on all of your social media handles, uh, social media platforms, definitely on our YouTube. We want to get those numbers up, but we're also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all those places you can find us. And dear, do me a favor. If you love the content that you have, don't keep it to yourself, but share it with someone else. All right. So I just want to thank you guys uh, ahead of time for sharing and for also being listeners. And also, uh, I want to tell you guys how you can win $100 from the podcast, but you have to stay until the end of the podcast in order to get that information. So um, the next thing we want to talk about real quickly is our product of the week. So our product of the week is our ebook from males to men, the three steps to walking into manhood. Uh, you guys can see it. I printed out a, ver a version of it, but it is an ebook um, and it is avail available, excuse me. It is available at uh, ebooksbyejames.com. Uh-oh, what did I do? Did something. There we go. Uh, it is available at ebooksbyejames.com. 
Uh.com. I made the name real easy for y'all to remember. So y'all can check out the ebooks. There are three ebooks that are available now. We're working on more. So make sure you guys check that out. Also, check us out on our website, dealhillfulfilled.org. On our website, check us out. Um, we have a lot of information there where we find information about the podcast, about speaking events and things that I have going on, and also about hiring me as a speaker if you want me to come into your school or organization in order to speak. You can find it there at dealhealfulfill.org. All right, all right. So, guys, today, just like any other day, we are blessed with the guest, Mr. Mathis. How are you doing? Man, what's up? Excited to be here. Great intro you had. Looking forward to rapping with you. No problem. No problem. First of all, let me say to you, thank you for being here because you could have been doing anything else, but you took out time to be here uh, with me and my listeners. And I definitely appreciate it. So I want you to know that up front. So first thing first, uh, I know you're a girl dad. And just like always, whenever I have a girl dad on, I ask two questions to start off the interview. And that is, what does it mean for you, to you, to be a girl dad? And what is something that your daughter or daughters have taught you? Absolutely. So um, it, it means to me, you know, just an opportunity to, to love, you know, um, it helps me, it helps me grow and also loving my, my uh, woman just to always be in a mode of loving, to giving, to being able to be the nurturer. So seeing my daughters and seeing how innocent they are, seeing that, you know, I'm the one that's providing for them. And, and you know, I'm, I'm having this opportunity of a lifetime to get them through their childhood, to become young women. And every single day is an opportunity for that. Um, it keeps me sharp. It keeps me um, constantly aware of my actions and making sure that, you know, I'm directing them in the right uh, in the right place, because this is only a one time opportunity for, you know, each one of their lives. So I got to take advantage of that opportunity um, in the lifetime of it. So keeps me sharp. I love it. Uh, be, being a, a girl dad, I wasn't the best uh, young man as I was younger, wasn't aware of a lot of the things I was doing. Um, two women just didn't have that guidance. So now I'm able to kind of look back and, you know, see things from a different perspective as a uh, as a father and make sure I'm teaching my daughters the right things to not deal with the kind of hurt that uh, maybe I was dealing or deal with the kind of hurt that some of the young girls have to go through. All right. All right. So tell tell me something that your daughters may have taught you a lesson that you learned from them. Definitely just to be patient, you know, um, as I was saying, they, they helped me stay aware. I'm being patient through their mistakes and, and you know, reminding myself that I'm also forgiven. So, I can, I can, uh, you know, forgive them and be patient with them and see them through their growth. You know, sometimes we get frustrated or, you know, we want to really take, take action right away, but they give me my patience and allow me just to enjoy the moment and, and kind of walk them through, um, certain situations. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So now we got that out the way, let's jump into the, the actual meat of the interview. So Joshua, do me a favor, introduce yourself uh, to my listeners and tell them who you are and what it is that you do. Absolutely. So my name is Gifted Mathis. Um, the gift, the gift that comes from my last name, Mathis, which means gift of God. Um, I was at a time in my life where I was just really trying to figure out um, who I was. Again, I was, I was fatherless as a child myself. Uh, my grandpa was there, but you know, he had his own, own life of his own. He never was really present and active. So when I got to a season trying to figure out what does my last name mean, you know, who am I, God? He told me to research my name. And before you know it, you know, my first name means salvation. My last name means uh, a gift of God. So 
Uh, now what I do is I empower, um, educate, and equip um, kids to be able to live out their gift, to be able to know that earlier on. Um, I have a child care center, uh, so residential child cares. Uh, so I help, I help kids. Um, I'm a football coach at a high school. Really, really a strong desire for the youth to have a good start because I didn't have that, and I kind of got uh, lost, lost in life. And by the grace of God, you know, I had a coach take interest in me and counselors take interest in me to show me a different way of life. So I do my best to show the uh, children at my center, and, you know, by directing the staff correctly to make sure that they're getting what they need at a young age to identify um, what it is they're called to do um, and educate them on how to, well, how do I, how do I do this? You said, you know, this is maybe what I'm well at. How do I do this? We, sometimes we miss the education part. We talk a lot about certain things, but we don't really educate people on how to, to walk that out. So I partner with people in the community who maybe know more than myself and it finally equipped them. Um, it's, it's a process. Childhood is so beautiful. And, um, although I'm not, knocking my parents or saying I didn't, you know, have a childhood at all, but many kids miss out on, on an actual childhood, just the whole imagination, the whole identifying themselves because us parents are too busy or we don't, we're not equipped properly or we're just not active when we don't care. So um, I, I'm building uh, schools to be able to, to, to eliminate that. And when they come into my care, you know, they, they can get that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's go back a little bit um, because you mentioned a little bit, uh, that you kind of just reflected on, you know, not necessarily having a, a childhood of your own. So let's go back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your story and your, you know, growing up and some of the things you had to deal with, you know, that brought you into this person that you are now. Absolutely. So uh, my mother was in uh, prison throughout my, uh, throughout my, uh, um, she, when she came out of prison, she had me, but throughout her pregnancy, uh, she was in prison with me. Um, I'm the second to last kid. So before me was uh, four others. And I feel like she was at a time where she was just, you know, praying. She didn't have any of my siblings. They always, we always lived with my grandmother. So I feel like she was at a tough time where she was just really getting sober, uh, reaching out to God, uh, rest in peace. Now many people have been dying from drugs, but my mother rest in peace. But at that time, I feel like she was really just, you know, trying to find an answer. She was really lost in her life. So once she had me, uh, my grandmother came, picked me up from Riverside uh, County Hospital. Mother went back to prison and here I am down back to San Diego living with my grandparents. So never really had that connection uh, with my mother nor my father who was the one who was selling drugs. So earlier on kind of didn't really have that whole family structure, didn't really get to live in a household like that. Um, my grandparents did the best they could, but again, they weren't properly educated. They weren't properly equipped to take care of, uh, to take care of my whole family. Like they were, that shouldn't have been their job. So had a rough, uh, rougher childhood, you know, a lot of violence, a lot of, uh, we went to CPS system, a lot of things like that, getting separated, um, a lot of traumas that I had to go through. But eventually, um, I looked at, at my family and I said, is this going to be it? Uh, when I had my first daughter, my first child, I looked at her and I said, is this how she's going to look up to me? Like I look up at, uh, to my parents and I really, had an awakening, like I have to change something. I have to figure something out. Um, this can't be, this can't be it. I can't live my life like this and repeat the same thing over again. So, you know, day by day, year over year, started finding um, other other options. Like people like Eric Thomas listening to his tape, you know, listening to speakers and saying, well, maybe that is possible for me. And I slowly began by the renewing of my mind to transform. And by the word of God, I began to transform because I said, you know what, I'm not going to believe um, and live the life of these things that I, I said, I want to go with this because these people 
or you know breaking chains these people are, are living successfully like these people are making a difference in other people and very like you i care about people like deeply i really care about people you know i got tired of seeing the people in my family hurt people in my family suffering so i said i need to figure it out i need to take it upon myself and stop blaming them stop blaming others and see what can i do on my part um, to make to make that change. So uh, now in my life, you know, by the grace of God, I hired uh, many refugees in my company, taught them things, um, you know, I've done so many other things to be able to, to help people, whether it's uh, speaking, whether it's being a youth leader, whether it's coaching, but really, um, you know, trying to change the narrative and say, what can I do on my end to be able to make the change? I can no longer be a victim. I have to become, you know, the change and at least change those around me. So um, since then, you know, met, uh, I had three kids out of uh, well, four kids out of wedlock, three baby mamas. So I was known as like a stereotype, like it's over for him. He's he's done, you know, was out doing all the wrong things. But um, by the grace of God, when I when I separated from everything, you know, went out to the military, I really tried to change my life. And uh, finally, you know, things started clicking. Uh, married my wife, who's from Tanzania, um, a, a refugee here as well. And really having that strong partner has helped me, especially in the last few years, just really pull out of a lot of the uh, strongholds I had. A lot of the bad habits and you know it's, as you know it's, it's a daily thing it's a daily decision so still growing still going uh but now at the point where i'm no longer a um a, a obligation to others but i'm able to empower others i'm able to make a difference versus where i, I could have or should have been yeah good 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 i want to go back a little a little bit uh to some of the things that you said first of all let me say thank you for your service uh definitely want to uh uh give honor for those who serve in our military. Um, but I want to go back to one of the things you said. One of the things you mentioned about listening to um, our speakers and, and you mentioned ET and, and, and others, you know, and I, and I think that's a big thing that oftentimes a lot of us, when we are lost, we don't understand how powerful that is, yes. you know, because a lot of times we can't physically get out of our uh, environment you know, what I mean? but we can mentally get out of it, Absolutely. you know, and we mentally get out of it by listening to those, those speakers, you yes. know, and, and uh, uh, just taking in that information, that new information of hope and of experiences that's outside of your normal to let you know that there's a whole life outside of, you know, your reality that Absolutely. you can tap into, you yes. know. Um, so I, I like to, to talk about that because, you know, a lot of times we don't have that. And, and I know I talk to some young guys myself and having a conversation with them and they're like, well, we don't we listen to that kind of stuff or whatever. And I said, well, mm -hmm. you don't listen to it because you won't listen to it, you yeah. know? And so you're cutting yourself off from the opportunities, you know, that, that opens up for you just by opening up your mind to the possibility of things. You know what I'm saying? When you shut yourself off from information, you're shutting yourself off from opportunities that could be coming your way. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's open to you as a young man, as a young dog, uh, young adult, young person, you know, you have like the whole world ahead of you. Um, but the options that you see, if you can only if you're only looking at your surroundings and what's around you, then you're missing a whole host of, of, of information. So I definitely yeah, encourage encourage others to listen to, you know, uh, people of the likes of Eric Thomas and just speakers in general, like yourself, like me, like, you know, just getting that information and opening up those doors uh, to realize that there's more to life than you may have experienced up until that point. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm glad that you did that. Nothing that you that you mentioned that I, I I think is important to mention that, you know, you had to stop blaming other people for your situation, you know? And, and I always say that too, you know, we have to take ownership 
of you know our lives, ownerships of our own lives. You know, it may be it may be because of someone else's decisions that we are in the situation that we're in. But most of the time, you can't rely on a person that put you in that situation to get you out. You know what I mean? They might have got you in it, but it's up to you to get yourself out. You know what I mean? And so I just want to touch on that because I think that uh, that's that's very powerful. Um, and uh, real real quick, let's go back a little bit because you mentioned that you're um, you was raised with your grandmother, and then you know your mom was around, I guess, sort of, and then she passed away. Is your is your grandmother still here too? Yep. So so my grandmother's uh my grandmother's gone. Um, I lost her at 15 and a half. Uh, my sister just recently, recently, I mean, my sister and my, but my mother as well, just recently passed. Uh, my mother was about a year and a half ago. Um, and my sister about three years ago, both of them was overdosing on uh, drugs. They're putting a uh, fentanyl mm-hmm. now and uh, drugs. So took some two important women uh, in my life out um, just over drugs. So things like that have really just made me want to help, help heal. Just like you, like, come on, we, we can't be struggling from these addictions anymore. We got to really you know, find find a solution to these problems and at least be able to live life. Uh, we can't have people dying or people just suffering from from these uh these diseases or these addictions. Right, right. So I want I wanted the reason why I brought that up, uh, because you mentioned you you was raised with your grandmother, like you said, your grandmother passed, you know, mm-hmm. around age 15. And then more recently your mom passed. So I lost my mom a couple of years ago, you know, so, and I know that was a pivotal part. Um, that played in, in some of the, in my, definitely a pivotal part in my life, um, but it also opened up me to some experiences that I had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. You know, I experienced loss before, but you know, when you lose your mother, yep. you know, or the person who raised you as a mother, it, it has an effect on you. Definitely. You know what I mean? And, and it kind of opened up some doors. So I want to just ask you a little bit um, with your experience, uh, how was you able, or what were some of the things that kind of helped you to cope with that grief of, of losing your grandmother and then also leaving, losing your mom, because it's not something that we often talk about. I mean, I talk about it all the time on the podcast, but as men, it's not something that we always talk about. And so I I just wanted to, uh, I like to have the conversations and open it up so that we as men can have the conversations more, uh, more often. So, you know, just on your own experience, how was, how was it and what were some of the things, tools that you may have used to help you deal with the grief of, of losing your grandmother and your mother? Definitely. Um, I would say it was extremely difficult, um, especially my grandmother's death, uh, still being a child, you know, a teenager. Um, I didn't take it the best. Um, after she died, my whole family fell apart. So my life was rough. That's when I just started getting into all the nonsense, which is looking to fill that void. Um, and it was tough. So anybody going through that, man, I, I feel your pain. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to really deal with. But then after my, um, after she died, uh, after I got out of high school, my sister helped me get out of high school. And then a little later she died. Um, that's, that's when I started, you know, really feeling, uh, feeling death, like feeling death for people close to me. And, uh, one, one question I asked myself and I shared this with, uh, one of my brothers too, who I'm, who I'm looking to help um, him get out of his depression season. Um, cause he lost his grandparents and it's tough for him. So death is tough, but I, I asked him, you know, what, what do you think they would want from you? Uh, would they want you to continue grieving? Would they want you to con- just continue to, you know, just throw life away? Or would they want you to make it known and, and, and make it known that they played an important part of your life and you continue to live the best life you can to appreciate what they did? So I live my, my days every single day 
a part of me, you know, making sure my sister knows that I appreciate her getting me through high school. Because if it wasn't for her having a place for me, I still would have been homeless. And who knows, maybe I would have never graduated. And that lack of confidence could have led to many other bad things um, because that, that graduation played a key part to me of, of thinking I can accomplish something. So same thing for my grandmother. I'm showing her that I appreciate, you know, her taking care of me. If it wasn't for her, I don't know where my family would be. I don't know where I could have been because my mom obviously wasn't there. So if she wouldn't have been there, I would have not known my siblings. I don't know where I would have ended up at. So I do my best to live my life the best I can to show them that I appreciate it. And I feel like as men, we have to find that somewhere. You know, I know I know it's tough, but, you know, not to say we got to man up, but we, we got we got to man up and we got to make sure we, we move forward and, you know, live on our legacy and make sure we pay respect uh, to those who who were there for us and that, that we were with. And I mean, it's, I don't know any nicer way to say it, but we, we have to find that in us. And we have to live that out because life's not promised forever. So we can't continue to live live in that past. We got to move forward and, and, and keep building and keep, you know, trying to move our family forward. Yeah, I, I like one of the things that you that you mentioned um, when you talked about your, your friend who you're helping, you know, because he's in, a, in this is our own season of, of depression and loss. Um, because. That was one of the things that kind of helped me get through my my depression. So when I talked about my mom passing away, again, that was a, a heavy that was a heavy time period for me because I was also in debt. I was also going through a divorce, you know. So it was a lot of things going That's on tough. about that that time that time period when my mom passed away. Actually, before my mom passed away, my mother in law, who I was very close to, passed away first, wow. you know, and then my mom passed away a little while after. And so going through all of that at the time I was going through it. Um, yeah, I went into a deep depression, thought about suicide and, and, and all of that, you know, and it was it was my loved ones and, and other people who cared about me that was strength to me to help me get out of that situation. And so, you know, just I like the fact that you said you're even, you know, reaching out to your, your friend to be able to help him get get through it, because that's what it was for me. It was people that uh, helped me get through it. And you know, I, I mentioned this on the podcast before, but the way that I, I teach it and when I talk to people about how I got out of it, got out of it um, I got out of it by having fun, right? And using the word fun as an acronym, which stands for focus, unite, and normalize. So I had to focus on my daughter. My daughter became my focus because at that time, my daughter probably was like seven or eight, and I was really in a bad place. Like, like I said, I was thinking about you know, committing suicide myself because I was under so much uh, depression. And so my question that I asked myself was, what would happen to my daughter if I'm not here? You mm -hmm. know, and so that became my focus. Like, okay, I got to hang in here for her, you know, and then uh, Unite, uh, which is the you, which just come into a, a, a community and uh, people that, you know, actually open up and talking to people and letting them know what I was dealing with so that they were able to help me and be strength to me when I wasn't able to be strength to myself. Absolutely. And then, um, the last one, which is the N, which stands for normalized, because in that in that time period, I went to bereavement, right? And I was taking bereavement support. And one of the things they talk about is your new normal, because things will never be the same, but it can become normal again. It just be a new normal. So you have to find that new normal place that, okay, this is going to be my new level ground, you know, and where I'm going to to, to stay and go, go above from there and realize that you still have life to live. You know, despite losing some people, you still have life to live. But like you said, mm -hmm. if you take that mindset of what would they want you to do, 
You know, would they want you to die with them while you're still alive? You know what I'm saying? But like, no, nah, you still here. You still have the opportunity to live and to make them proud. So you have to take advantage of that. So I, I'm glad that, you know, you talked about that. And so another thing I want to talk about, speaking of which, you know, um, just talking about relationships, because that right there is a definitely a good example of, of building a great relationship with your friend to have somebody that he can fall back on, you know, yeah. and then you mentioned about your your grandmother and your grandfather and then not just them but the other people who play uh important roles in your life you know the coaches and the people that took interest in you um to get you to be able to see part of what you couldn't see at first yep. you know what i mean the possibilities for yourself so uh talk to us a little bit about just how important relationships are and building a positive relationships in your life to be able to help you get to the success you're trying to reach for Absolutely. Um, so just like you, I was I was uh, grateful enough. I had one person um, that was pouring into me um, during a time where I was in bad relationships that was really sucking the life out of me. And um, they continued to tell me my worth. They continue to tell me that, you know, I can get I can get away from them. They continue to tell me that, you know, I can live a better life and I'm destined for a better life um, than that. And, you know, at the time when we're in those seasons, we don't really see it. You know, we need somebody else to really be outside of us and, and point it out. And although I wasn't hearing it at the time, uh, she never gave up on me. She kept pouring into me, letting me know and just reminding me. So I do know we can't give up on those who, who are struggling. You know, we can't say it once or twice. We need to continue to, to be persistent until they, until they get out of that. Because sometimes it's a fog. Sometimes we're just really, you know, trapped and we don't understand and we're just stuck in that mindset. But when we get that breakthrough, um, you know, you're in a, a true example of it right now. We start getting others out of it. We start really helping, helping the rest. Imagine if they would have gave up on you. Um, that could have been a life in vain, but now you're, you know, changing lives and empowering others because they didn't give up on you. They knew that you had more in you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I think that's uh, so important, man, um, that we have to have a community. We have to build a community you know, to be able to fall back on, to be able to rely on one another, especially as men, you know, we need to build safe spaces where we're able to have conversations. We're able to be vulnerable. You know, we're able to say, hey, man, I'm struggling uh, in this certain area and uh, be able to hold ourselves or, or get the help that we need, but also to hold each other accountable. You know, I think a lot of times the reason why you know, we fall into these uh, bad habits and things is because nobody's holding each other accountable. They just kind of letting all of us, you know, letting each other do what they want to do. And then, you know, the, the outcome, you know, hurts who it hurts. But I think it, it takes a, a strong community of, of men, uh, of people in general, but definitely of men to come together and yeah. say, look, I'm going to hold you to a certain you know, to a certain criteria. And I want you to hold me to the same so that we can begin to do better. You know what I mean? And so uh, we definitely need that for each other. Um, the last, last thing I want to talk about, you know, just coming, listening to your story, right? And listening to how you went from, like you said, you almost didn't make it out of school, you know what I mean, at a certain point. But then after that, kind of finding your footing and realizing your your worth, you know? And so I'm sure that there were some times in between that, that you know, like you said, you necessarily didn't know your worth you know, and, and, and doubted what you were able to accomplish, doubted whether you were able to, you know what I'm saying, achieve more than, you know, maybe than your parents had achieved or, you know, to choose a different lifestyle. So tell, tell me a little bit about 
even finding that self-worth, you know what I mean? And what that meant to you doing that pro that process and how now when you're even talking to and mentoring the, uh, the children that you talk to now, how do you even pour into them to let them know that there's more to them than whatever their situation may be? Absolutely. Um, so at the time that, that was my community. Like that was the way we lived life. Like I remember, um, you know, we men here, I was a virgin at, at, at like 16 and, and my boys where I lived at in low income housing, everybody was asking, what's your body count? What's your body count? Everybody else had numbers. I didn't. So now on my top of my mind was going out and getting a body, which, which I did. That was our way of life there. Like those are the kind of things we, we were talking about until I figured out like it was normal. This is what I waking, was waking up to. This is what I was going to school to, whether it was the, the riots and the fight, like that was normal to me. I knew nothing else. Until finally, you know, when my grandma passed and I was just, you know, all over the place, homeless, just trying to figure things out. I got to experience such a, a suffering that I'm like, something has to change. This cannot be it. And that's when I started seeking other things. But many people get caught up in certain lifestyles because they think that's it. But once I started hearing others uh, speak in a different way and then getting closer to me, not just like, oh, that's that's E.T. He's a he's a superstar. I can't be nothing like that. But constantly hearing messages and, and people around me of empowerment, that's when I felt like, you know what, um, I'm my senior year when I was at 10th grade credits and my counselor was telling me that I'm much better than that. And he constantly stayed on me, made sure I was doing my adult school work, make sure I was doing my apex work and follow my classes. Sure enough, I knew that I can accomplish that because he was constantly telling me I could not the, the music I was listening to, whether the rap music was telling me to focus on X, X and X. But I was hearing a different narrative and I was like, maybe this can be myself. So subconsciously, we have a lot of um, issues going on because of the kind of messages in our community, the kind of things that we listen to. And it's hard for us to, to believe anything else because that's what we're so used to hearing from a young age. So. Really, when I, I started conditioning myself differently by, like you said earlier, like you have there, there's content out there that you have to go out and get. You have to consistently consume it, which is the reason why I started Gifted Mathis and put out constant messages of empowerment and hope, because I want you to see that versus that, you know, twerking video or whatever on your Instagram. Like come across that regularly. It starts to become part of your character. So once, um you know, I got through that that high school stage, I accomplished something like I, I was questionable if I was going to graduate or not. That, that was no longer a question. I finally accomplished accomplished that. And it was big for where I'm coming from. So now I knew I'm a person that accomplishes things. Like I, I had that inside me. So I felt much more powerful versus what everybody else was telling me and what our, what the, the culture was and what the community was, was kind of living. So now as I go back and help children, like that's why first I want to empower them. First, let them know, like you have an opportunity here. Like your life is valuable. You can actually do these things that, you know, God has put on your heart. You can do them. Many times we don't believe we can because we don't have that empowerment. And I don't blame parents. You know, sometimes they're too busy. Sometimes they didn't get the right route. So I can't I can't sit around in my life and blame parents. I'm going to step into these industries and I'm going to help these, these these children. That's the best that I can do. That when I meet God face to face, I say, you know, I, I gave it all I got for what you called me to do. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. So tell tell us a, a little bit about the the because you said you have a, a center or you work at a center uh, for children. So tell us a little bit of, about the center itself and, and the work that you do directly uh, with the kids there. Absolutely. So I started my career in entrepreneurship as a janitor, uh, built up a cleaning company of uh, 14 cleaners doing excellent. It was good to me. Learned so much about business um, through that cleaning company. But I got a point I, to a point in my life where I just felt like um, 
you know, I didn't feel fulfilled. And I was really asking God, can you just please, you know, make me feel filled, direct me. And when I looked back on my life, it was clear, like I needed to be working with children. I need to be setting up systems to help them grow by, by their stage and help see the development. And there was no better way than, you know, building out these schools. So I'm still in the earlier stages. I have a child care center. Uh, we have one at home. I'm going to be opening another one soon. And eventually it's going to grow into a, a full school, a private school to really help um, individuals, you know, discover who they are and live out their purpose. Because now that I have that, I'm so much more at peace. I'm so much more confident in what I do. And I want that for everyone. And if I can get a kid to learn that at a younger age, I can't imagine how great um, they're going to be in their life. So I want that for everyone to be able to get that at a young age and continue to grow in that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I, I definitely wanted you to, to touch on that. And, and looking forward to that, man. Uh, I, I, I thank you so much, man, for, for coming on, for sharing your story, uh, for sharing your, your, you know, your input and your information with, with us. I want you to have the last word, right? So I want you to leave us with a word of advice, a word of inspiration, whatever it is that, that comes to your mind, how you feel you want to leave, uh, you know, what you want to leave the audience with, but also uh, with your social media handles, uh, website, anything like that, where they can find find you at to for them to be able to follow you. So I'll give you a couple of seconds to, to, you know, think about that. Uh, what you, how you want to leave us, uh, to my listeners in the meantime, I told you guys, I would tell you how you could win a hundred dollars, uh, from the podcast. And so you can win a hundred dollars from the podcast by entering our super subscriber contest. So, uh, first thing you have to do is you must subscribe to our YouTube page, to our Facebook page and to our, um, podcast on Spotify. And after you've done those three things, you text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. The contest is uh, random, so I can pick a, pick a winner at any time. And the contest is ongoing, so it never stops. So once you qualify and once you're in, you're always in, so you always have a chance to win $100. So again, you can win that $100 by subscribing, uh, by entering our Super Subscriber Contest, which you must subscribe to our YouTube page, to our Facebook page, and to our uh, podcast on Spotify. And after you've done those three things, text the word WIN, W-I-N, to the number 866-326-0730 to qualify to win $100. Uh, and that's what you could do. Also, check us out. Uh, I know we mentioned about our webs, our other um, dealhealfulfilled.org website. For us to check out, check out more about myself and the, and the podcast. But I also want you guys to check us out at um, theforgivenessmission.com. So this organization I've been blessed to be a part of, where we do free virtual workshops every quarter of the year. Uh, we just had one uh, not too long ago. We got another one coming up in a month or so. Uh, so every quarter we do these free virtual workshops talking about forgiveness, what it is, what it's not, who is it for, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of forgiveness of others, forgiveness of the world. Uh, definitely a lot of information there, a lot of good um, pouring into. We've, and we've been doing very good, really good with it, um, getting that information out. And it's been a good reception for it. And I think it's much needed. So again, check us out on forgivenessmission.com and you can find out more about what we got going on uh, when a, a virtual virtual workshops available and also we should have some um in live in-person workshops coming out uh now too now that we out of the pandemic at least halfway 
<laughs> we should be able to get back to some in-person stuff. So make sure you guys check us out there. Forgivenessmission.com. That's forgivenessmission.com for our forgiveness workshops. All right, Mr. Mathis, again, thank you so very much for uh, coming on and sharing your story with us. I'll let you have the last word, so the floor is yours. All right. Hey, first off, y'all forgive me. I see this light coming across my face. Uh, but we, we we focus more on the uh, on the message here and the content and the audio. But I want to leave y'all with a word that's that's been burning on my heart and I've uh, been creating this new season of my life that's you know has me waking up every single day excited and driven is divine intervention. Um, as you sit down and you plan your life, do something that when it comes to life that they said it had to be God. Like you you dream so high, you you reach so big that it had to be God. Don't settle for um, just just the short whatever that biggest dream you have on your heart double that um and and go after it and know that god's gonna carry you through do not be afraid to dream big do not be afraid to want to do your greatest works that you can do because i know you can do it i believe you can there's been so many success stories you're you're the next one but you can't cut yourself short you got to know that whatever it is um, that you can do it and dream big dream big all right what is your uh social media handles where we can find you at at Gifted Mathis, so every every uh, platform, you know, whether it's the uh, Instagram, YouTube, uh, please please like, follow, subscribe. I want to connect with you, um, and like to keep you empowered and, and encouraged. All right, all right, and that's it. We can't uh, do it any better than that. To my listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in to the Deal to Heal with E James podcast, where our mission is to help you to deal to heal and to fulfill, to deal with your problems, to heal from the pain, and to fulfill your purpose. So until next week, you guys be blessed. Hey guys, I know you're enjoying the podcast. However, don't forget to join our text line at 866-326-0730. That's 866-326-0730 in order to receive text messages with new events and things that is going on and new episodes as they release. All right. See you in a minute. Thanks for listening to the Deal to Heal with E. James podcast. Remember to listen, like, subscribe, and share. This episode has been brought to you by Deal to Heal Teas. Put some inspiration in your situation. Wear an inspirational tea and be inspired all day. Let's go to dealtoheelteas.myshopify.com. Remember, our mission is to help you to deal, heal, and fulfill. Deal with your problem. Heal from the pain and fulfill your purpose. Thanks for listening.